Welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have a beautiful, beautiful guest on, Jess Critchlow, and she's the owner and founder of Light Up Work, and she works with people to build on their confidence. So welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me because I found you on Spotify and I was like, who is this? And I love her podcast and now I get to play with you. So this is like the ultimate yay moment. Goosebumps. So good. (laughs) So good. I love that. I love it. I love it. We were just having the best conversation before we jumped on. I'm like, oh, I better probably hit record and jump into Mm -hmm. it. So Jess, tell us your magical story to moving through corporate to getting you to where you are today and creating your business. Okay. Yeah. So essentially I did what so many of us do. I picked a major at school when I was a teenager and then just decided that was me until I'm dead. So I went into the field, like I studied psychology, specifically HR. I went into that field, was successful and enjoyed it. And then, you know, life changes and I transitioned to being self-employed and I just took what I did in corporate and did it self-employed. And somehow it still felt not right. Like I know know that's not the best articulation, but like I was still tired and it was still such a push. It always felt like such a push. Did you feel like you created yourself a job? Yes, that's exactly what I did. Exactly what I did. I even used the same processes I used in corporate. Like I I just literally picked myself up and instead of a paycheck signed by a company, it was an invoice signed by a client. There was literally no difference to to the two experiences. Um, And I was sitting, I'll never forget this moment. I was sitting with my husband at our, our dining room table one night and I was like, I don't understand. I am supposed to be, super lit up. My company is called Light Up Work. Like I am supposed to be (laughs) so in love with my business and I'm not. I love a handful of the clients I've worked with, the leaders I've worked with. So what is it sets them apart? And and we kind of hashed it out and my husband's so good at just helping me get whatever is percolating in my brain out. And I was like, okay, well, I like when I help those, you know, those ones feel empowered or bold or like really owning it as a leader and really stepping into tough conversations with confidence and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what, what do these things have in common? And he just looked at me. He's like, will you like helping people feel confident? And genuinely it was one of those cartoon stereotype moments of like, I heard a gong in my head. Like I'm not, this is not a, this is not a metaphor. <laughs> this is an action. Like, boing. I was like, okay. Message received message received. Yeah. And about a month later, I pivoted. I threw out my website. I threw out all my clients. I re-looked at all of the things. And yeah, now I work with individuals and um, and leaders on that badass confidence at work, you know, like humble confidence, grounded confidence. Um, and I, yeah, it's just now I am lit up by my own company called Light Up Work. So, you know, obviously following the right messages. 
Yeah. And I love that. I love that. And I love before we jumped on, you're saying how you loved working in corporate and then you stepped out of corporate mm-hmm. to create your own business. And when we were talking offline, that's where I was, I felt really into you created your own job. And that's one of the things that I find that as an entrepreneur, I did the same thing. At the end of last year, I was like, there was one weekend where I had to put myself to bed for two days. Like I literally completely and utterly burnt myself out. Mm. And I looked at my mum and I was like, you need to look after Zoe. Like I actually, I I don't even think I could drive. I could just actually don't think it's safe for me to be on the road. And she's like, okay. And then as I was just reflecting, I'm like, I'm creating myself a job. I've created Mm -hmm. a podcast, the same thing called You Are The Magic. And I'm doing all of these podcast interviews and they're lighting me up when I'm in it. But when I was getting off, I felt really drained and I hadn't Mm -hmm. created the system for myself to really protect my energy, but also Mm -hmm. feel energized at the end of the day. And so when you said, like, I just wasn't motivated to do Mm -hmm. the things, it's, it's just crazy. And I had the same experience. I had essentially three false starts. Like I, depending on who asks is depends on the answer I give with how long <laughs> have you been self-employed? Because technically, technically light up work has existed since 2016, but there has been two burnouts in there where I just was like, I can't, I can't look at mother effing Instagram. I can't look at LinkedIn. I can't do another freaking webinar. I just, I had to turtle like, and, and, you know, looking back on that for me, having done a lot of the work around, you know, just understanding the divinity of all the, all this stuff. Like I was pushing and pushing and pushing and it wasn't aligned. Like I was not in the flow of what I was supposed to be doing um, at all. And so it was just constant pushing and, you know, don't get me wrong. I had some amazing clients and I made some great money, but it didn't feel good. It felt, well, yeah, I mean, I burnt out twice. So you could, you could guess from there how it felt, but it was just (laughs) this constant pushing and it always felt hard. And it doesn't need to feel hard. Mm. It doesn't need to feel hard. So you said alignment. What, how do you get yourself into alignment? What's your process to feel in flow? Mm, um, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit of a cliche, aren't I? Like um, <laughs> I light a candle. I actually have my candle going. Now. You <laughs> might be able to see the glow. Um, I have to, I have to shut off streams of information because my my seduction is always answers are outside. So it's, um, I got to ask the right person. I got to read the right book. I got to check the right blog. I got, you know, like that is always my conditioning that I regularly have to wrestle with. So for me, it's like, I have to consciously shut all of it off. No social media, no, nothing coming in, light the candle, do the meditation, like a grounding meditation. It always is so rich for me, or even just silence. Um, one thing I've started doing that is so beautiful and, and I'm sure so many listeners are like, well, yeah, duh. but this is like, I've had to really learn about this stuff. So every Monday I have what I call um, Monday mindfulness and it's not a formal meditation. It's when I put my toddler down for a nap. No one is home. I sit on the couch with a tea, a hot tea, and I look out the window and I just let my head do whatever it wants to do. I don't 
I will have a pen and paper in case something brilliant comes up, which it usually does, but I just let my mind float around um, and just do whatever it wants to do. And that is like those moments of quiet for me are, man, that's where magic happens for me. And I think that that's not, I think I know that's where magic happens for everybody in Mm the silencing and the quietening down. And one of my major sayings that I say frequently is slow down. It's in the slowing down when the magical drops come into our world, the little breadcrumbs. But it's not necessarily slowing down, doing the actions. It's energetically slowing yourself down and giving yourself that five, 10 minutes with your cup of tea, looking at the window with a pen and paper to allow Mm -hmm. it to flow through. And as you were saying that in COVID every night when it was winter over here, Mm -hmm. I I moved back to mum and dad's house in COVID um, because I couldn't imagine living in a one-bedroom house being in lockdown with a 10-year-old who does cartwheels and handstands all day. (laughs) No, 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 that would not have ended well. But it was really beautiful because every afternoon, Dad's very quiet in the afternoons. He builds a fire and me and him would just sit out there and I'd watch the oh. fire with a glass of red wine and look at the moon and just sit. Mm. And then we'd all go for a walk after dinner, go and collect more wood for the fire. And there was this peaceful, and I allowed, because I had to allow myself to be able to do it because we weren't allowed to do anything, so we ventured out of the house once the sun went down and went up to the park to get the wood to build the fire because that's what we did Mm -hmm. and it became like our nighttime ritual at seven o'clock every night after dinner that's what we did and my business just started to explode Mm. and expand and I couldn't figure out what was going on I'm like what am I doing differently I'm actually working less Mm. I'm but spending more time with my family I'm happier like what am I doing and in that moment, it was, I'm going outside, I'm talking to the moon, I'm talking to the trees and the plants as we're going for a walk and being present and noticing the prosperity and noticing the gorgeous deliciousness of Mother Earth and being in that. And so sitting Mm. just, I haven't thought about that forever, it was just that you're when you're saying sitting out and looking outside. It is so simple but so powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And the, I think the the big, like I had a little mini gong moment, not the big kind, but the little kind, when you said um, energetically, that is the lesson. I'm, I'm still in the middle of that messy lesson, to be honest, but it is one that I have very much understood about the past is I thought that the burnout and the pushing and the hard and the came from doing too much. And I'm not actually convinced that is what happened to exactly. Like, I think you articulated it perfectly. It was energetically, it wasn't aligned. It was a lot of um, comparing myself to other. It was so energetically gross (laughs) that of course I burned, like, of course I burn out. Right. Um, you know, and, and approaching things so differently now, like now I would say I also, and I have two young kids, so it's different from when I started, but I do less 
The things I do though are way more badass, you know, like, so for example, when I was um, launching a group version of a, of a program, I, my first sort of group version of this training I do in the past, I would have been up until midnight trying to craft the perfect email sequences and like make sure the landing page is just perfect and amazing. And like all this busy, 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 busy work. (laughs) I didn't do any of that this time. I made a PDF and I bought a template from someone because I was like, I don't really care. So I'm just going to, that's beautiful. I'm going to buy your thing. Filled it in, in about an hour. Not because I don't care by the way, but because that's not the action that makes me feel it's not like the roller coaster action. Like for me, the sweaty, oh my gosh, action is I invited specific people. And I know that doesn't sound like much. It's like, oh, you sent an email, whoop de doo But I've got all kinds of stories around rejection and putting yourself out there. And so sending an email to say, hi, Sarah, specifically you, I'm, I'm, I love working with you. I'd love for you to do this with me. No, you know, no issues. If it doesn't feel aligned, totally fine. You know, and, and so while I'm technically quote unquote doing less, it's way scarier stuff. It's way more aligned stuff. And the results are exactly what you said. I mean, yeah. And it's intentional. It's intentional things that you're doing. And it's not about the volume of people that you're talking to. I'm going through this with Mm -hmm. my coach at the moment. I know that I can sell to anybody that I choose to when I'm in alignment, when I'm intentional about it, and I do exactly what you said. I actually reach out to them and go, hey, I'd love to jump onto a call with you. I've seen what you've been doing. It looks amazing, but I think that I can help you out in this way. Would you be open to jumping onto a conversation with me? And whether it works out or it doesn't work out, um, it just is. But I know that I've served them really deeply in that one conversation that I've had. And it's Mm -hmm. not about trying to have 84 conversations in a week and trying to close 84 people into a program that you're only doing to bring the money in. And as Mm. soon as I flipped into the service, dropping really deep into service, how do I deeply serve this person? How can I really help them? And will they light me up whilst I'm coaching them? Not Mm. only can I help them, but are they going to be doing the work? Are they badass enough to move forward? Do they have a big enough vision for me to tap into to help hold that energy around that vision? Mm. And that's what I love about what you just said. It's the intentional. It's not sending a big mass email it's hey Sarah I'd love you to come on this journey with me which is so beautiful and calming and loving and supportive Mm -hmm. and and exactly what you said let me be clear of the invites I sent out a bunch of people never even replied they were just like and and you know and that's I think, I think again, it's not about the results. It's about how aligned does the action feel? Like how good does it feel? Scary. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm talking sweaty, awkward, sweaty, <laughs> right? Like this is not, this isn't just like, woo, who cares? No, because I care. And, and <laughs> even though it's scary and sweaty and awkward, it feels so me and so genuine um, that even the people who like never replied and are probably like, who is this weirdo? And why is she emailing me? I'm like, it's cool. Like, it's, is not, it doesn't, 
get to my stuff. It doesn't get to my triggers because it felt so good doing the action. Like regardless of what comes out of it, that's not even the point. Like how good does it feel doing the thing? You know, and, and I, you know, I work with people often who are a little fuzzy about the next step in their career and because confidence obviously tends to come into that swirl. And so we, we got sold a myth. And I know we all, so many of us got it because so many people I talked to have it where it's like, I just have to get to this end point and then it'll be good. So I hate studying for the LSATs. I know I'm going to hate law school, but, but then in, in six years time, I'll be a lawyer. It's like, yeah. And you're going to freaking hate it. Like, what do you, it's not the game. You have to enjoy at least some of the destiny, like some of the journey, because there is no, like, there is no end point. It's not, I mean. There's, no, that's works. exactly right. It's not the destination. And I use this analogy with myself quite a lot when I find that I'm focused on the destination, not the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I live, where my partner used to live is an 11,000, 11K run. Well, distance, it's 11 kilometres. And one morning I'm like, you know what, I'll just run to your house. We'll have brekkie, then you can drop me home. And so I was doing my best to kind of sprint it. Mm. And I went, mm, I'm really sore, like really sore by the end of it. Second time I did it, I was like, I want to beat the time. And same thing, shin splints, hurting, like coming to the end. I'm like, oh, I'm dying. And then the third time I decided to do it, so this was a span of maybe, I don't know, two months. Like it's not a regular thing that I was doing. It was just I decided I wanted to train for an 11K run just because I just decided to do this. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I started running and I was sprinting and I was stopping. I'm like, hang on a second. What do you tell your clients to do? It's enjoying the journey, not the destination. And I didn't have headphones. I just had my phone so I could track how far I was running. I saw houses I've never seen before. Mm. I chopped 10 minutes off the run. So I did it 10 minutes faster. I was listening to my feet touching the ground and I was having a wonderful conversation with myself, just looking around at the trees and all of the things. And Mm. I got down there and he was like, you look good. The last two times you were like smashed. And I'm like, I actually enjoyed the journey of it. And I use that analogy with myself when I'm like sprinting and doing the start, stop, start, stop. And it's, it's a marathon. It's the consistency and it's, it's okay to stop for five minutes. It's okay to stop for a day. Yesterday afternoon, I put myself to bed for two hours, came out, still felt horrible, unmotivated, uninspired, rifted out with my coach, went to sleep, woke up this morning and at the gym again at 4.45, I'm like, and everything's moving in the direction that it needs to. (laughs) But I allowed myself to slow down Mm. and not judge myself for the things that I thought that were going to get done that haven't got done. But today's the week's not over yet. There's Mm. still so much that can happen. And do Mm. I really want it? So you think that you may want something and then you start doing it like, hmm, I thought that I wanted it because I was comparing myself to somebody else and they were doing it and they look like they're having fun but that's Mm -hmm. their value system. That's not my value system. This is my value system and this is what I want. So you've got to be able to do it your way because we're all different individuals. So good. And I had, and I'm curious what you think about this because I am still, this popped into my head yesterday and I'm percolating with it. I So I do a similar thing. I tell people I work with like your weaknesses 
are in one of two categories, like at work, right? Your weaknesses are one of two categories. One, something you're never going to be great at. So really don't worry about it. Have a strategy like that. You don't have to worry about that thing. And two, maybe it's actually the flip side of a strength, you know, like, so someone I talked to was like, I can't speak on the spot. Like I need to go away and really think and analyze and come back with solutions. I'm like, great. So what you're actually saying is you have this strength around being methodical and analytical and being really of service to your clients and caring deeply rather than just throwing out whatever out of your mouth. And then he was like, oh yeah. Right. And so I found that lately I've been like, I'm such a, I'm such a small business, especially because I've started over again about, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever it was. Right. I'm like, I'm such a small business. Like I don't have the reach of all these big players. And I'm like, wait a minute, that could be my strength. Cause I can have relationships with my followers. Cause I don't have 1.2 million followers. I can actually know them and engage with them and send invites to people and make them feel seen and heard in a way that bigger people in my field can't. And I was like, oh, the thing that I thought I had to fix is actually something that is working in my favor. And, and, you know, and it's been a huge game changers. Like, yeah, mindset, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, like there's a little sprinkle of magic in there since I realized how much that is something I bring that I can see you and hold space for you. Cause I'm not trying to do that for 1.5 million people. Um, yeah. Anyway, like I'm still percolating on that, but it was a, it was a magic aha moment. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's everything happens for a reason. And when things start showing up in our worlds and we start having these conversations, I had a massive fear of going into group programs because mm. if people came into my group, I'm not going to know them. And I don't mm. like not knowing people in my world. I want to know you. If I've got 100 people in a group, how do I know each and every one of you? How do I get to know each individual? And so mm-hmm. I've done one-on-one for so long and I do do group now. However, it was if I move away from one-on-one, I'm not having that connection that I thrive on that fills my soul and I love it. But then at the beginning of the year, I really moved into the group space. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is like I'm, I'm reaching more people and I'm having a great time and everyone's commenting and I'm starting to learn and understand who they are through the comments in the page, mm-hmm. like on the, and I'm like, hmm, this is interesting because I know that I'm really good in both places, mm-hmm. but I was so f- afraid of moving into the group space in case, in case I wasn't good enough, in case I wasn't going to get the results for the girls that, well, my clients that I was working with, I now have my first male client who is an absolute rock star. got the most beautiful message from him last night. He, and it's interesting, it's not business stuff, but it is business stuff. It's mm. really interesting contrast in the conversations that we're having. But exactly what you just said, like what your weakness is. So exactly what you said. So I see weakness as two things. One is the weakness is your strength and pulling out what the strength of what you think is your weakness, how to make that your strength. Mm-hmm. And if there's a weakness for me, there's my weakness is creating a link like technology. People go, how do you have a podcast if you don't like technology? I'm like, well, it's becoming my friend, but it still gives me massive anxiety around it. So I do all my recordings. I give my computer, this is like seriously how hopeless I am, give my computer to my assistant. I'm like, you need to just figure out how to upload it and download it and do all the things because... <laughs> 
I don't want to spend time doing that. I'd rather be spending time over here making money and changing people's lives than spending time on a computer doing administration stuff. I pay you to do that. So at the end of every week, I give her my computer <laughs> and she's like, dip, 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 dip. like yeah, cool. I mean, why not? <laughs> Work's done. <laughs> yeah. So figure out what it is that you can offload to people that A, you don't like and B, is not your strength. Mm-hmm. And then what is really something that you're really, really resisting is something that you really, really need to focus on because in that resistance yes. is the trigger. Yes, 100 million percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that trigger is, there's a trigger there for a reason. So for me, Mm -hmm. I knew that technology was a trigger, but I also knew that I could offload it. There's other things that have been in my world that have triggered me. There's a coach that I'm not working with at the moment, but I want to work with her again because she triggers me like no tomorrow, but I know that there's still something in her that I haven't learned yet. (laughs) Okay, going back to it, I'm like... (laughs) She's like, you're so funny. I'm like, you trigger me so much, but I just, I need to learn my lesson. I'm not there yet. I'm like, but then you crack me too far. And then I like, I lose it. And she just laughs her head off. She's like, I'm here when you need me. (laughs) And I go back. But it's that self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. That self-awareness of knowing what's going on and putting your hand up and saying, I actually need help. I need help. I work with two coaches Mm -hmm. and one of my clients yesterday in one of my live groups that I do. I was like, oh, I'm moving through some stuff and I was riffing this on my client with my coach and, you know, I'm always doing the work, I'm always doing the inner work every single day and moving through stuff and reflection and all the things. And then, like, I didn't even know what I'd said yesterday. She messaged me, she's like, thank you so much. She's like, you really inspired me to do this whole list of things. And I was like, what was the word that I said? (laughs) What did I actually Mm. say to you? Because sometimes we don't even realise the words that are coming out of our mouth are transformational for the people that are in our world. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And that's part of like, back to what we were saying before, detach yourself from the results, man, because you don't get to actually have a say over that. Like you just don't, you got to let that just float off and see what happens. You get to care deeply about what you do. You get to show up for your clients, like be in the freaking zone with your candle lit and like mm, t- totally focused on them. There's going to be things you say that like, Nothing, no resonant, nothing. And then something else you just throw out offhand and they're like, you just changed my life. It's like, really? I wasn't even trying in that moment. (laughs) You don't get to, you do not get to have a say over the results. You just don't. That's not how it works. You have to just, it's so hard by the way. Like my ego, oh my God, we have wrestling matches at least seven times a day. Like for your example about group programs, why I have avoided doing group programs is, I don't know if I want to admit this because your, your <laughs> listeners will be like, Ugh, who it's did raw. you invite on? <laughs> no, but this is the <laughs> whole point of it, right? Because it's real and women need to hear that we all go through challenges. We all oh, have yeah. triggers and we all have our own resistance in the moments. So yeah. And I mine hear is, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. My ego, so I am a trainer like by train, like that is what I did in my corporate life is I did leadership development and training. So I've been running group workshops for, you know, over a decade. And I, and my ego knows the power of getting people together virtually or in person. Right. And that the power comes from the magic of everyone gathering and sharing and being vulnerable and bold and brave together and not actually anything I'm doing. So my ego is a bit like, I don't know, they're going to, Gonna like learn from each other instead of you. Like, hmm, what's the point of you being there? That is legit what my ego full on word for word says to me. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, 
get the F out of my head. Like the magic is the people together and I am going to help hold that container. And then my ego's like, but they won't need you there. And it's like, dude, get out of my head. Um, so yeah. I love your ego we, voice. <laughs> ego voice is such a little B. Um, so yeah, look to the discomfort. Look to the discomfort because there's there's something there that you won't want to hear or learn about yourself, but it's important. Like, I, yeah, I got to do it. I hate what I find 100%. under the rocks, but yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, you do. And that was a really huge gold nugget because what you just said about why do I need to be here? Because you're the facilitator. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's bringing these people together because everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've had to do in my but I just do my thing and it's so easy, but people are getting a result and I get to get paid for this now. And then it's the whole, all of the stories that come through. Um, And I love how vulnerable that you've been and expressing all that because it's why I started this podcast to begin with was to show people that there is stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. We do have raw, vulnerable moments and we do have the icky, messy stuff going on and gaining clarity around what it is that you want getting into alignment with it and is it your value system and not comparing yourself to anybody else the only person you have to compare yourself to is who you were five minutes ago and yesterday Mm -hmm. that is it 100% and you know if you are thinking like and I don't know if your audience is mostly entrepreneurs or what like whatever it doesn't matter if there's something that you hear and quote-unquote experts say whether it's me you whoever, right? Oprah, I don't know, pick one. And if it feels (laughs) yucky to you, I don't even have a better word for it. If it just, I don't mean discomfort. I don't mean like, Ooh, if it feels like that is not in line with my values, that is not in line with my integrity, like that icky body feeling not for you then. It's not for you. I'm not talking discomfort or triggers or like, Ooh, that's the next level for me. No, I mean something that feels like so, and you know, not, I get horses for courses, but like Gary V, lots of people love, not my speed. Every, pretty much everything he says about like hustle and all of that. I'm like, that feels gross to me. And therefore it's not for me and it is for other people. And that's fine. So it's like tune in, like I've had to, oh man, I'm still doing so much work around this, but really, really tune into my inner wisdom. Um, because every time I don't listen to it, it ends in a freaking cluster cuss shit show. Like it just never ends well when I go, my inner voice is saying, that's a terrible idea, but the expert said to do it. No. Yeah. And it's, there's this very masculine and so masculine is very push force result driven Mm. and the feminine is very flowy and intense and Mm. like big energy but as women we need to retreat and as Mm. men do too but Mm. the male energy as a general thing it's like the push 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 and I feel that that when us women get into business we feel like we need to push 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 and do 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 and all the things but when we peel it back and strip it back and we just do the aligned action a, we earn more money. B, we're having more fun and we're making a bigger impact. A hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better. I have loved having you on the show. So how do people come and find you and be in your world? 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for letting me play with you. You're just the best. Um, if anyone wants to find me, I hang out on Instagram more than I should at light up work and <laughs> my, <laughs> working on that. And my website is where I have some, um, like confidence archetype work and some stuff to really build that confidence muscle at work. And it's same lightupwork.com. Um, come hang out with me on the interwebs. We'll have fun. It'll be good. Yes, go over there because Jess is a lot of fun and has a lot of knowledge around all of the things. And I've had so much fun having you on the show today. This is like my thing that I do all the time. (laughs) I love it. I found a gift that does it. There's a kid that, a little gift that does it. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm such a child. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. And, um, yeah, I've loved it. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.